Boom, we are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. Like always, I'm really excited for these. I'm joined by two guests this time, which I think is the first time I've ever done this. I'm joined by Jonathan Kuhneman, who's been on before, and uh, UFC light heavyweight uh, Devin Clark. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good. Doing well. So I'll start with you, Devin. It's fight week. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah, it's been uh, uh, quite a while coming for uh, for this fight here. I was supposed to fight in May, uh, and I got COVID in April, so I had to cancel the fight. Um, but I'm fighting Ian Kutalaba still. Um, I was supposed to fight him before, and now we're on again. So, you know, I'm waiting to fight this guy. I'm excited about it. Were you uh, Were you excited to have it rebooked? Or were you, did it really matter to you whether it was the same opponent or a different matchup? Um, yeah, we had me and my team. We actually asked for for Kutalaba specifically. Um, I, I think it's a really good fight. Uh, it's a guy that I can go out there, and I don't have to like him because he's kind of a d bag. Uh, so like, I don't like his antics, so it'll, it, it makes it all that more real, uh, for me to, to beat him up. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about that. I mean, he, he, he tends to, to get under, try to get under opponent's skin before the fight in terms of motivation. Is, is it easier to get motivated for a guy you don't like versus a guy you do like? Uh, I'd say so. Um, you don't have to lie to yourself about hurting him, you know? Um, in this case, I want to hurt him. I don't, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Uh, and I'm a super nice guy. I've never been in a street fight before. So this is purely, usually, usually purely competition for me and sport for me, uh, when I get into, into the cage, but this one's a little different. Like I can actually let loose and, and, uh, let some of my demons go and actually have a little hatred in my heart when I, when I'm fighting this dude. I want to talk a little bit about your your last fight. I mean, it was against Anthony Smith, a guy very dangerous. Uh, it was a change of opponents. Um, you've also never lost back-to-back fights. Um, how do you feel you match up versus Ion versus Anthony Smith? Uh, I think a lot better just due to the this my current situation. Um, I was going through a lot leading up to that fight, so it, I think it's safe to say that I wasn't fully focused uh, on the Anthony Smith fight. I kind of just wanted to brawl. And he actually game planned and uh, put together a good fight. Um, but this one, it's been a pretty stress-free camp. And I'm, you know, last camp uh, I had to worry about you know getting COVID and all that shit. And, um, and the before that, uh, dealing stuff with my uh, dealing with stuff with my mother-in-law passing away. And now it's just we've been able to focus and focus for months uh, just on this fight. So it's it's pretty nice. And uh, obviously, I want to talk to you, John, as well. You uh, you had a huge win there, your pro debut up in Alaska. What was the experience like to going up to Alaska to make that uh, pro debut? It was a travel, man. It was uh, me and Steve Garcia were laughing um, up there because it was like when we first got there, it just felt like we were in another country. Like it didn't even feel like the United States, just how everything was like ran and like um, we got to the hotel and they didn't have our like reservations or sitting there at like 2 a.m. like trying to figure everything out. So honestly, it was uh, it's kind of like the actual like process getting through the fight was a little stressful. Um, which is everything going on, how, you know, with all the COVID stuff and getting up there and doing all that, it was unlike any fight that I've ever had uh, as far as like travel and just preparation and getting through like fight week protocol. How good does it feel to get that, uh, that first pro victory under your belt? Feels good. Um, I, you know, when you start training, you know, when I, when 
when I was a fighter when you're young and you know, I was 17 uh, looking towards this. so I've been looking at this day for you know five years now four years and um, from all the way to back to my first amateur fight throughout my amateur career I look towards you know the day where I'll, I'll actually get paid to fight and my record counts and my every decision I make affects my career officially now and uh, so it's something that you look toward you know from the day you start training and fighting um, and it's happy to, I'm happy to finally be at that stage now. I want to talk a little bit about the two of you. Obviously, you're, you're training at one of the best gyms, and if not the best gyms in all of MMA there at Jackson Wink. What is it like for you, John, to, to be with people like Devin Clark, John Jones, Holly Holm, day in and day out, and uh, you know build with people like that? It's cool because, especially with Devin, you know, we're from the same region. I'm from Omaha. He's from South Dakota. And, and you get guys that are, uh, you know, can help you in various ways. You know, me and Devin – train a lot we do you know lots of wrestling you know and someone you can get um good experience with you know there's every there's so many veterans here um that can you know add knowledge to your game and give you skills and so it's like um having that opportunity as a young fighter uh is definitely a blessing to be able to get you know wrestling rounds with him and um training with you know everybody that's here for sure and then for you Devin, when you have a guy like like john or any of these other young guys in the gym, what's it like uh, being surrounded by these young up-and-comers, and, and do you find that's motivation uh, for yourself as well? Um, it's just kind of like a like a beautiful connection between everybody because no matter what rank you are or what level you're at, everybody's putting in work in here. And, you know, we all spar together. Uh, and, and John, he's he, he's a little ahead of, ahead of the game, right? Um, so he's able to go just fine with any of the pros and you know, put on a good, good practice, and we both get a lot out of it. So um, it's beautiful that you can actually do that with such a different level. You know, uh, he's on his come up. I've been in the UFC for a while now, but we still get that same work that I would get with you know John Jones or, or anyone else. Um, so it's it's super cool that you know uh, Mike Winkler, John, and Greg Jackson. They have this place where all these fighters from around the world, all over the world, can get together and uh, try to get better and improve themselves daily. One of the coolest things I see on uh, on Instagram all the time, whether it's Arlene Blanco, Holly Holm, you, John, you're always posting about you guys up in the mountains. What what sort of training is that? Is that just you know cardio? What is it you guys are doing up there? Um, it's kind of both. Like you know, when you're in fight camp, especially, it's a good way to get out. Uh, mentally and clear head a little bit, get some good views in. And some of it's training, you know, sometimes we're up running, hitting mitts up there, doing sprints on the dam or doing sprints, you know, on hills and stuff like that. Sometimes it's just having fun. You want to go out, shoot guns or do whatever. It's kind of, it's both, I guess. Like it's a mixture of fun and training. And then uh, there's a, there's a little story that, uh, that, that I was told about, uh, I don't know the details, but what exactly happened to the two of you getting lost out there in the desert? Oh, you, oh okay. <laughs> so we, uh, it was uh, me and John, uh, our, one of our striking coaches, uh, Coach Alex, and the gym manager, uh, Misha. Uh, we, I think it's about two hours, two hours away we drove. Uh, it was to like the, four, wasn't it? I don't know. It, it was far. I think it was like but four hours. It's to the Beastie Badlands, and we're in my truck, and we get out there. Um, we parked the truck and we, we just start walking and we think that we're marking stuff. And this guy here, he, he brings a, 
SAS, like a SAS book, like uh, what's SAS? SAS survival, the special air service, like the Brit. It's like a survival book from the British SAS. So he brings this and he's and kinda... the calorie, the calorie thing. Yeah. So hold on, they were laughing at me because I had these seven like thousand calorie protein survival bars for when you get lost, and they're all making fun of me, like like because I have these like survival bars in my bag. Continue. Yeah, they, yeah like we were going to Everest or something, but uh. <laughs> So we get out there and he's marking stuff. And instead of marking it the right way, he's just drawing dicks in the sand um, <laughs> for markers. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna see that. And so then we we walk in for about an hour or so and we do our training. And like you said, it was the fun, but we also trained a little bit, hit mids and got some good videos and stuff like that. Then on the way back, we had no idea where we were. But who um, got us lost? Well, Misha got us lost and then you guys argued, so you got us lost. <laughs> no. So it was kind of one of those deals where they were going back and forth, like, oh, we should go this way, or we should go this way. And then ended up like one person trying to fix it got us lost. Um, so we ended up like walking through these weeds and <laughs> off terrain and there's snakes and like we're, you know, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it turned into a good adventure. When we were lost, I was the one. If we were starving, I was the one eating the 7,000 calorie protein bar. They had no food. And Misha was the one who was like, no, guys, we have to go this way. We have to go this way. And I was like, no, we have to go southwest which or southeast, which is where our, our car was. Because I kept that general direction. And we were going like straight like east. We weren't even going south. And when we were lost, I was the one who had the food and the protein bar. So I, I'm completely – my hands are washed of getting us lost. That is not – that was, wasn't even me. But it was a good adventure, though. How long were you guys out there? Was it, like, a concerning worry, or was it just, like, a couple hours? No, like, we, we were confident that we would be able to find a road. Eventually, or yeah, we'd get so, to a road. Uh, I think we walked for maybe, like, another, like, probably went 20, 30 minutes out of the way. Um, yeah. And just had to go through more terrain and stuff like that. There was but. definitely a point, though, where we were, we were kind of, like, nervous laughing. Like, like, we were, like, making jokes. Like, we would get there and think we were going to, like, get to where we knew where we were at. And then we would get there, and we would be like, "Wait, we're way I don't, off." We're way off, and then we'd be like, uh, "I think we're not where we're supposed to be." And so we were kind of like nervous, but we like knew we'd be fine, I guess. That's, uh, that's that's the New Mexico adventures. That's why it's kind of nice fighting here because you get fun stuff like that. You know, there's so many different things to do out here in New Mexico um, while you're training. So it almost seems like everyone's. It's like a fight week for someone every week there. Uh, yeah. The gym is yeah. so big. There's so many guys. Um, what is fight week for you like, Devin, since uh, it's coming up? So I do things a little differently. And since the fights have pretty much just been stationed in, in Vegas, uh, I, so I drive my truck uh, to camp. So from South Dakota, I drive my truck to Albuquerque. And then I'll drive from Albuquerque to uh, Las Vegas then from Las Vegas, I'll drive home. So I'll leave tomorrow afternoon or evening, get to Vegas uh, on Tuesday. I'll usually stop, you know, for the night. Don't want to drive too long, you know, fight week. Um, but just kind of take my time getting there and really let it sink in that I'm going into a fight. Um, and a lot of just, you know, I'm by, driving by myself. So just like a lot of self-talk, going through the fight, going through the different stuff. And I'm really able to focus and, and get into that. Um, you know, routine. So then once I arrive in, in Vegas, it, it's business time. It's go time. It's time to go to work. Um, so we'll get there, check in. And now with all the COVID stuff, we have to do the COVID tests. Um, 
get checked in, get food figured out and kind of relax and then start cutting weight about uh, uh, Thursday morning. I love it. I love it. I'll ask a couple more here and then I'll let you guys go. I know there's a game on. With a gym like that, there's no one cares obvious... about the Packers game except for <laughs> I'm not even that big of a fan. I would just like tell myself when I, during fight week, I was all like, like I, I need to watch some football this year because I haven't really been watching much in the last few years. But you decided to watch the Packers. Uh, I've been a Packer fan my whole life. <laughs> I'm not like a I'm not a hardcore fan. I just they're the team I follow. I yeah, follow. Yep. yeah. I'm the I'm the same way. Just kind of Packers have always been my team, even though I only know one player. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, same sort of thing. One of the questions I always have for, for bigger gyms is there's always people fighting, right? Whether someone's fighting for the UFC, someone else is fighting for Bellator. How do you manage where your coaches go? I think there's kind of like an unsung, like almost like thing here where it's like, it's like a good rotation. Like fighters know like almost like, there's going to be coaches behind. So maybe they're not going to take the coach like the whole time they're for fight week. You know, maybe the coaches will come like a couple days later or, and we have a lot of coaches here too. Like we got shoot probably 10 coaches here. Yeah. And then every fighter is a little bit different. Um, And who they have. Yeah. Who they have. Not everyone uses Greg and Wink. Yeah. So it's like, it could be a mix match deal, but like this weekend for like my fight, we have four fighters fighting. So there's a group of coaches going to the Bellator fights and a group of coaches going to the UFC fights. And then there's another group going to wherever, whatever promotion is uh, fighting. So, All right, perfect. We have like 10 guys, I think, fighting this weekend. So it's like something crazy like that. So in, in that other thing, too, is some of the like higher level teammates sometimes will go out and corner, you know, some of the smaller fights, too. You know, if like Greg, Wink, Joey, and Alex, when that are all busy. Um, you know, that's the thing. It's we have a good, I don't know even how to like say it. I guess it's like we have a good, like, uh, I guess chemistry on getting guys to make sure they got somebody. And whether it's, you know, like I had Steve Garcia, you know, he's not technically a coach here, but you know, he's in the UFC, he's been um training here under Greg and Wink for you know a decade, a, a at, decade least. <laughs> at least, you know, 10 15 years. Um, and so he's got all their knowledge and, and a lot of their mindset that he can put in behind me's cut weight knows how to cut weight, knows how to get someone calm and all that. So we have, even if it's not Gregor Wink cornering you, we've got so many guys that can if, you know, it's a busy weekend. All right. Well, best of luck this weekend uh, to you, Devin. And, and uh, you. for you, John, hopefully we can uh, get something uh, coming up soon, man. I, ca- I can't wait to sure. watch you compete next. So uh, best sure. of luck. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.